Hey, Cracked fans. If you're a listener of this podcast, I imagine you feel fairly similar to how I do about the latest clothing options made available across the tennis market. Now, while I won't call out any brand in particular, I will say this. Given the exorbitant nature of the latest designs, feels like you better be pretty freaking good at tennis if you want to wear that sort of clothing on the court. Now, thankfully, we here at Crack Rackets are now able to provide a far more suitable, far more comfortable, and I'm going to be honest, far more stylish option for all of our Crack Rackets fans, courtesy of our friends over at Lucky Racket. Lucky Racket uses some of the best fitting and feeling tees in the world. Their shirts are combed, ring-spun, heirloom cotton, and tri-blend Bella and Canvas. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds spectacular. So, how can you get yourself some Lucky Racket gear? It's simple. Just go to their website, luckyracket.com, that's L-U-C-K-Y-R-A-C-K-E-T.com, and use our promo code CRACK15. If you do, you'll get 15% off all of your purchases. That means 15% off the shirts, 15% off all of the incredible swag offered by our friends. Again, that's luckyracket.com. The promo code is CRACK15. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, August 26th. This is one of those weeks where the results were very much foreshadowed if you've been following the numbers closely that have emerged from the 2021 ATP and WTA seasons. You look at the players who are having success this week. It's people like Emil Rusevori who moves to 20 and 11 in ATP level hard court matches here in 2021 on the women's side. Sarah Saripas Tormos now 21 and 6 on hard courts here this year. Annette Conteve, another deep run where she now Knocks off players ranked outside of the top 20, of course, over in Chicago. Alina Svitolina, Marta Kostya conti- continue their success, excuse me, when they face players outside the top 50 as well. These are all results that if you follow things closely, week in, week out, day in, day out, like I know all of you mini break listeners do, these were results we could have seen coming. And of course, what I want to do on today's podcast is discuss those results, the ones we saw on Wednesday night the ones we saw throughout the day on Thursday across the ATP and WTA tours. Of course, that means conversations on the action in Winston-Salem on the men's side, Cleveland and Chicago on the women's side. Of course, I am well aware the U.S. Open right around the corner. We have continued our preview series of that event on the Great Shot podcast. We've talked men's and women's top five contenders with Gil Gross and Jeff Sackman, respectively. We talked men's dark horses with David Kane. I know we're talking state of American men's and women's tennis with David Gertler, Chris Otto tomorrow. So be on the lookout for those podcasts to drop on the Great Shot podcast feed. Of course, the draws, they came out today as well. Going to save that conversation. I know some of you might be thinking you don't have any initial reactions. Of course I do, but I'm going to save 
save the full-blown reaction for our men's and women's draw preview podcast, which will be posted with Jamie McDonald sometime on Saturday. So be on the lookout for all of that content if you're looking to get, you know, spruce up on your information, make sure you have everything you need to enjoy the year's final Grand Slam. Of course, the Cracked Interviews podcast has been rocking and rolling as well. I was at the City Open, got to talk with guys like Mackie McDonald, Jensen Brooksby, Kei Shikori as well, uh, Yannick Sinner. So if you missed any of those conversations, those clips, you can find them on the Cracked Interviews podcast as well as my talks with Chris Eubanks, Ernest Golbis, Roy Smith, and others in Pennsylvania for the Lotto Elite Pro Tennis Challenge. I was in Kalamazoo, got to talk with a bunch of coaches as well. Again, all of those conversations, all of that content can be found on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed, of course, last but certainly not least before we get into today's show. I want to remind all of you listeners that the reason we are able to do this day in, day out at Crack Rackets is sincerely because of the support we get from all of you, because of the support we get from our Patreon family. Even if it's only you know $1 a month, $2 a month, it makes the difference for us. It allows us to do things like launch Project Elite, where we're going to be able to sponsor college athletes and treat them with the class and the dignity and honestly the worth that they deserve with their efforts to promote and build uh, and grow, of course, the sport that we love so dearly here at Crack Rackets. It helps us make the difference to be able to travel to those exhibition events like the Lotto Elite Pro Tennis Challenge. So sincerely, a huge thank you to all of you who listen. A huge thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to become one, we would be immensely gratified. You can find out more by going to our website, crackrackets.com. Of course, last but certainly not least, they've been with us since nearly the beginning, and that's our friends over at Tennis Point, the best in the business. You'll find the best equipment at the best prices if you go to tennis-point.com. You use our promo code CR15. Not only will you get 15% off your order, not only will you get 15% off uh, all orders exceeding $75, not only will you get free two-day shipping, excuse me, on all orders exceeding $75, but best of all, you will get a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Of course, you'll let them know we sent you there as well. Tennis-Point, the symbol, not the spelling, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With all of that said, let's talk some tennis. Let's follow the numbers as we look at the results that have emerged in this is it the penultimate week? That's the one before, right? The penultimate week before the year's final Grand Slam. We'll start on the men's side today in Winston-Salem. I know I talked about him extensively yesterday, but Emil Rusevori, 20-11 and 11 now in hard court matches here at on the ATP season. Let's be clear, all 20 of, the, of those wins have come in ATP-level matches. You look for him in particular since uh, the start of this North American hard court stretch, which really, I suppose, begins with Atlanta. He made a semifinal there, lost to Sinner uh, in the second round of the City Open. Of course, Sinner goes on to win the event. He qualified in Canada, beat Francis Tiafo final round qualifying before losing a tight three-set match to Dusan Lajevic. He loses three sets in Cincy to Stevie Johnson, but of course, that's a lot of play consecutively. Emil Rusevor is still only 22 years old, but to come here, play Winston-Salem, make the semifinals of this event, 
you got to tip your hat to that sort of scheduling. you got to give him a round of applause there because, of course, you look for Emil Rusevori now. He's up to a new career high in the live rankings, number 66. And, of course, that just makes everything easier from a scheduling standpoint moving forward. It allows you to, you know, guarantee yourself not only in Masters qualifying, but, you know, at certain events of the at, at times of the year, particularly an event like the Paris Masters, if Shanghai happens, the Shanghai Masters, Sometimes 66 is good enough to get you into those main draws when you do have a bunch of players opting out of playing in that portion of the season. Emil Rusevori is right in strike range. And most importantly now, he doesn't have to worry about getting into Grand Slams. And that's why this U.S. Open is not the biggest deal in the world for him. It is more valuable for Emil Rusevori to just get matches under his belt, to rack up big points, you know, big results like this that will protect him inside the top 100 and allow him to play slams repeatedly through Throughout the course of his career and look when you've got potentially 20 slams on the horizon even if he comes in with a little bit shaky legs even if he's not the freshest he's ever been entering this u.s open a he's 22 years old he's going to be okay but b he's got plenty of time down the road and so you look for rusevori who today earns another straight set win uh this time over uh richard gasquet you look for rusevori who's a 7-6-6-1 victory for me the calling card for him all week long has been the success he's had on serve and when i had the chance to speak with him which you can listen to on the cracked interviews podcast it was after his second round victory uh, over Sasha Bublik. He talked about why the serve has been critical for him. And you look for him against Gasquet. He went 78% of his first serve points. You look for him throughout the week. He won 76 against Pear, six, uh, 70% against Bublik, 80% against Dennis Kudla. When Rusevori is able to play on his front foot, he can play dominant tennis. It's very Yannick Sinner-esque. Now, he's not the mover Yannick Sinner is. I cannot emphasize that enough, but everything explodes off the racket of Emil Rusevori, forehand side. Now, the backhand's not quite as dynamic as Sinner's, but he can absolutely drive that ball flat through the court. He can drive it cross-court as well. It is a little bit flatter on that wing, but his ability to drive that ball, get depth on his strokes, is not compromised. Meanwhile, the forehand's a top-20 weapon. I mean, when he gets to play plus one with that forehand, oh my gosh, is it explosive. And he is a little bit stiffer in the hips. But that is the one thing that can be improved. And it's it's not, I would say it's in between Taylor Fritz, a little bit better than Taylor Fritz, but it's not, I mean, it's not the fluidity of Ionic. It's not even the fluidity. I mean, Andre Rublev's worked so well on his movement. So that's the thing. But now that you've seen Rublev do it, I mean, Tsitsipas has become such an exceptional mover as well. I think there's still room for growth for, for Rusevori, but he's comfortable moving forward. He's not the best volleyer. He doesn't have the best feel, but he knows where to go, what to do, and I wouldn't qualify him as a bad volleyer. I think he can finish at the net, and just, again, you look at his results here this season, in particular, in hardcourt matches. I've already mentioned it for Emil Rusevori to be now 20-10. and 10. Uh, 20 and 11, excuse me, in hard court matches here this season. You look for him against top 50 competition, Emil Rusevori, 6 and 5 overall against top 20 competition. He's 2 and 1 against the top 10 competition. He's 1 and 1. He's a top 50 guy on hard courts. And when you're top 50 on a surface, that's going to keep you in the top 100. That's going to keep you playing slams. Now, there's no doubt you look for him this season. You know, he is 3 and 8 in clay court and grass court matches. That needs to be improved. There's no denying that. But he'll get more repetitions throughout the course of his career. And most importantly now, those repetitions are going to be at the ATP level. He's going to get to play every ATP event he wants here in the fall. And he's a guy who will play a heavy schedule of fall events. 
This was a great decision for Emil Rusevori, who, as I mentioned now, in the live rankings, moves up to a new career high of number 66. You look for him in the race to the year on finals. Rusevori right now number 67. Uh, Obviously, it will be a big jump in his ELO ratings. He came in around 94 entering the week. But again, in terms of one surface, top 50 guy. Other surfaces still needs to be proven. Given his firepower, I like his potential everywhere. I'm on the Rusevori bandwagon. Do I think he's going to be number one in the world? No. Do I think he's going to be a part of the tennis dialogue for the next decade? Absolutely. 22 years old. 2020s will be kind to Rusevori. Don't be surprised if he wins an ATP title at some point this fall because when he's playing first strike indoor tennis too, I really like his chances. He's been standout, uh, one of the standout players here in Winston-Salem. Again, wins over Kudla, Bublik, and Gascain. Straight sets, a three-set win over Benoit Pair. It's one of the biggest winners of this penultimate week before the U.S. Open, Emil Rusevori. Now, as I am recording this podcast, it is currently or was currently in the midst of the third set between Francis Tiafo and Mikhail Emer. In the end, it is Emer who closes out the third. He was up a break when I started recording. 6-3 in the third set over Francis Tiafo. I talked extensively about Tiafo yesterday, and even with this loss, it's been a tremendous step forward for Francis here in 2021. His forehand has gone from perhaps a damning and I don't want to say career-threatening, but career-ceiling-limiting liability into a legitimate weapon if you give him time. And, of course, against the best of the best, it can still be exposed, but he has done such a good job with that for him. And Gil nominates his coach for Coach of the Year in our Great Shot Podcast Top 5 Contender Preview for the U.S. Open. It's a good take. It's a really good take from Gil, but you look for Mikhail Emer. I mean, talk about a guy who can just freaking grind. You look for Emer now uh, here in 2021. He's 20 and 14 overall. You look for him on hard courts in particular, 7 and 4 overall, but you look for him third round of the Australian Open. He beat Hercots, beat Alcaraz uh, before getting knocked out by Tsitsipas. He was knocked out by Emil Rusevori in the third round, three set match in Miami. Now makes the semifinals here in Winston-Salem. You look for him actually in his career. I'm curious, is this his first semifinal at the ATP level of his career? For uh, Mikhail Emer, it is indeed his first career ATP semifinal. Shout out to you, Mikhail Emer, who just has the it factor. Guy, again, puts a million balls in play. His backhand is a legitimate weapon, If you and his ability to hit that ball big down the line, forehand side as well, from these ridiculous outer third positions on the court, especially in hard court matches, but he moves really well on clay. He's going to be a top 100 guy, and he doesn't have the biggest weapon of a serve. It's Tommy Polish in the twitchiness. Just again, that, that's probably a good comp for him. A guy who can do a lot of everything, but as such, doesn't really have the best plan A. Can't overwhelm you with plus ones all match long. It's kind of a read and react. Tennis chameleon responds to how his opponent's playing, and sometimes that bites him in the derriere. But, I mean, this is a result for Mikhail Emer, and you look for him now with this result, his first uh, career semifinal. He moves up uh, to number 78 in the live rankings. That's nine off his career high of number 67. Again, there's a lot to like about Mikhail Emer's game. He advances to the semifinals now where he is going to take on, I believe, the winner of our night match, Carlos Alcaraz, taking on Marcos Giron. 
It's a really fun match. Garon's a top 70 guy. His results say it. His ELO ratings say it. In the race of the year on finals, it say it. You look for Marcos Garon here on the season here in 2021. Uh, in terms of his overall record, he's 22-7. in seven. In terms of the quarterfinals reached, this is now, I believe, so second quarterfinal for him. How many round of 16s has he made? Only three. It feels like more than that. But how many first-round losses does Marcos Giron have? Let's see. He lost first-round Canada and Cincinnati. Oh, no, he didn't lose first-round. Well, he lost first-round Cincinnati, but it was he won in qualifying. So he lost first-round Stuttgart, first-round Canada, first-round Parma and Rome and Estero Montpellier. So six times in his 17 events, he's lost first-round. That's how you stay top 100. And leave all that counting in, by the way, Wes. I apologize. Not my best podcasting there, but let's leave it in anyways. He's got weapons. I mean, he's got the physicality, solid off of both wings, isn't going to overwhelm you, very read and reacty as well. Not quite the athlete in Emer or a Paul is, but probably a little bit more. Oh, is he more solid than Mikhail Emer? I don't know about that. Also, not as dynamic of a volleyer, not as dynamic of an athlete, as I mentioned, but just a rock-solid, really tough out. And, of course, on hard courts, we're back on his best surface. You look for him here this season on hard courts, 12-9 and nine overall. Um, I mean, yeah, there's no reason Marcos Guerrero can't make a nice little run here down the home stretch of the year, and he's going to be well-positioned to play ATP-level events as well. So you can understand why he's chasing points. He now has a really fun quarterfinal match against Carlos Alcaraz, who's going to be a stud. 54 in the rankings, quarterfinals here in Winston-Salem. You look for him in his career. Uh, I believe this is his now first career quarterfinal on hard courts. Is that across any level? For Carlos Alcaraz, you look for him now overall in his career. He's made 15 quarterfinals. Three of them have been on, uh, four of them, excuse me, on hard courts. Three of them futures. This is his first quarterfinal on a hard court above a futures level. Yeah, that that's, I, I, I mean, the guy is just, the weight of his forehand, I don't care the surface. Grass, clay courts, hard courts. That thing is a top 10. When at his best will be a top 10 weapon because the explosion, when he hits that ball, it doesn't matter if he's on the run, that ball just rips through a court. And there's so much weight behind that shot and the heaviness of it. It's just, it's special. And he gets better and better with his backhand and driving it through the court, mixing in his drop shot, mixing in his slice as well. Now, sometimes that slice hangs. And, you know, he's a little Sitsi Posh ish in that, again, he's only 18 years old. But he's still a little bit stiff moving side to side. Now, of course, the fluidity on clay courts, he's so comfortable sliding on clay. And so I don't think you see that stiffness manifest itself as much as you do on hard courts right now. At the same time, it's not going to be an issue for him. It's a Tsitsipas type mover. He's a powerful mover. It's not the most fluid, but it's plenty fluid. The serve, second serve hangs up a little bit right now, but he's 18 years old. You're allowed to have second serves that hang at 18 years old. And I mean, he's just played a really, really mature event here in Winston-Salem. Win, you know, the three-set win over Fuchovic after dropping the second set, six love, uh, to win that third set. Just be able to have bigger weapons and out-hit Marton Fuchovic at 18 years old, win it 6-2 in the third, and to beat Popper and match him serve for serve, 7-6 in the third set. Giron is a tough third match here, so it's going to be interesting to see how Carlos Alcaraz responds, but... Again, you look for him now with this result. I believe he's into the top 50 of the live rankings for the first time. Currently at, excuse me, number 56. One more win puts him at number 55, so uh, 54. So wouldn't even crack the top 50 by making the semifinals here. But getting repetitions on hard courts, he has at least 30 grand slams in his future. Probably 40. You know, so 40 is 10 years, so more than that. 
50 grand slams at least in Carlos Alcaraz's future. If it if it doesn't happen for him at this U.S. Open, don't worry. There's plenty of times. I like to see him getting the reps. This was a good decision for Carlos Alcaraz to play this event. It's a really fun nightcap between him and Marcos Giron. But that's your action happening this week on the men's side. We flip gears now, talk about what's happening for the women. Let's start in the land with the event happening in Cleveland tennis in the land of course quarterfinal day our one three set match of the day was number two seed Annette Conteve's 6-3-5-7-6-2 win over Katarina Sinyakova you look for Annette Conteve she's 21 and 13 here this season you look for her on hard courts 12 and 8 overall you look for her here's the thing that's most interesting to me She's 6-12 against top 50 players, 3-8 against top 20 players, 2-4 against top 10 players. She's the litmus test player. That's, you know, again, if you're ranked 51 or higher, 14-1 Annette Conteve is against players ranked outside the top 50. That's crazy. I mean, that's remarkable stuff for Annette Conteve. Now, of course, you look for her here um, in this match in particular against Katerina Sinyakova. It looked like she had ran out of juice. She goes up an early break one love in the third set and, you know, gets broken back in a long game. And it just looked, she had this look on her face like, I think I'm a little bit drained. You know what? Whatever. I made quarterfinals here. I got enough matches under my belt. Let's head to New York. That wasn't the case. She turned it on from there. And again, if you don't have weapons to hurt Conteve, she is so solid off of both wings. Not the most overwhelming serve, but hits her spots really well, puts a million returns in play. You know, she's one of only 13 players right now to be ranked top 30 in both hold and break percentage. And while that's not elite, it's not, you know, she's not, she's like 28th and 30th in both skills. So she's right on the cusp, or excuse me, 27th and 29th. But she is very good at everything, or at least good at everything. And that's how you sustain yourself in the top 30. And I think she's the litmus test right now. She's currently ranked 30, you know, 26 uh, years old at the end of this season. She's what it takes right now to be a top 30 player. I'll say the numbers again. Three and, uh, excuse me, six and 12 against the top 50, three and eight against the top 20, two and four against the top 10, 14 and one against players ranked outside the top 50. Litmus test. That's what it looks like, folks. Great result from her always dangerous entering New York. You know she's, if you're a listener to our Crack Rackets podcast, she'll be on my short list when we talk WTA Dark Horses. Really, really nice results from her. Uh, she advances to the semifinals over Sinyakova. The other player it's worth taking note of, Sarah Cerebes Tormo. 21-6 and six in hardcourt matches here in 2021. Uh, that's ridiculous. And obviously she won the title in Guadalajara, semifinals in Monterey, quarterfinals in in Montreal and in Abu Dhabi. Now another semifinal for her here in Cleveland. You look at her results though uh, in those matches, 6 and 3 against the top 50, 2 and 3 against the top 20, 1 and 2 against the top 10. Still, it's freaking money. And again, her physicality, the variety she plays with, the, her backhand slice stays so low on the court, so tough to generate pace against her. And then, of course, when you do try to go the outer thirds, you better win. You better win the point on that shot, or you better get the you know a perfect approach. Because if you leave her anything, she's going to nail that you know knife that approach down at your feet, give herself a look at a second pass, or just straight up hit that first pass right by you. And so you know you look for her today in her victory over Shui Zhang six three six one. Zhang just didn't have the weapons to. 
hurt her. And so Cerebes Tormo, such a physical ma- uh, player, such a tough out. I don't worry about her at all entering uh, the U.S. Open despite her making the semifinals here. And you look for Cerebes Tormo now with the result up to a new career high of number 41 in the live rankings. You look for her in the race to the year-end finals. She's number 31. She's been that good this season. Um, yeah, Sarah Cerebes Tormo, one of your biggest winners, certainly, of the action in Cleveland. Of course, you look at the other results we had on the day in Cleveland quarterfinalists. Uh, Ka- uh, Magda Lynette knocks out number one seed Daria Kasakina to advance to the semifinals, 6-1, 6-2. Kasakina just had run out of steam. And quite frankly, you can understand why. She played physical matches to get to the quarterfinals. She is ready, though, to do some damage in New York. You also had a win from Irina Camilla Begu, 6-2, 6-4, over Sasnovich to advance to the semifinals. Uh, of course, that's WTA event number one, WTA event number two on the day happening in Chicago. Let's talk about the winners first on the day. Alina Svitolina, 6-1-6 love over Kiki Mladenovic. And I just want to point out, Svitolina's 30-16 in 2021, now 31-16. and 16. She's won two-thirds of her matches. That's pretty damn good. Like, I know that's not elite of the elite, but that's how you stay in the top 20. And you look for her in particular. Have we had the huge result here this season? No. She hasn't advanced to a final, but you look for her overall. I mean, she's made quarterfinals. She's made, you look overall on the season here now, she's made quarterfinals at seven different events. She's made now four different semifinals. I mean, that's really good tennis from Elena Svitolina. I don't know what more we want to ask from her. I think her movement from a top five player to a top 15 has more to do with the players that now surround her than any drop in her level. It's just a little bit tougher now to sustain just given the weapons some of these young players have. But when Svitolina is locked in physically, locked in mentally, you know, she remains such a tough out. And so to see her advance to the semifinals here, get some confidence heading into New York, obviously that is good news. She's now going to match up with Rebecca Pedersen. Pedersen advanced over Martin Sova after a retirement in the third Big win for Alize Cornet as well. Cornet, a 2-6-6-4-6-3 win over Marketa Vandrusova. Vandrusova just ran out of steam in the third, and that's a credit to Cornet, just one of the fittest players physically you are going to find on tour. Uh, she will match up with the eventual winner of Garacheva and Kostyuk. I will say that Kostyuk leads 7-6-3-5 before uh, the lack of light shut down the match. Highway robbery. She has not played a clean match thus far. But hey, winning ugly is a sign of progress. That's what Kostyuk is doing in this match. That's what's to monitor happening in Chicago. But that's your breakdown of the action happening this week on the ATP and WTA Tour. Of course, again, we will monitor all of the action and be back tomorrow. If you're looking for U.S. Open preview content, you can find it all on the Great Shot podcast feed. We're talking men's and women's top contenders. We're talking men's and women's dark horses. State of American tennis entering the event. We'll have draw breakdowns for you. All of it available on the Great Shot podcast feed and on our website crackrackets.com of course if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at cracked rackets you want to message me directly i am at great shop pod of course like rate subscribe review to this show the great shop podcast and cracked interviews podcast as well if you need more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at cracked rackets you want to message me directly i am at great shot pod a shout out as always i said that twice sorry you can see now i'm just in the habit and i apologize for that nevertheless a shout out as always to our super producers Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout-out as well to our friends over at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. 
The promo code is CR15 with all that said for Super Producers Fligner and Westoff. For our friends at Tennis Point, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.